Look, it's moving, it's alive. John Bowles is Victor Moritz from 1931's film Frankenstein. He's kind of crazy, she's a little insane. Keeping energy really messes with his brain. One is the forest, the other's husband is dead. That's why it's so messed up in the head. It's a Silver Linings Playcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Silver Linings Playcast. As far as I know, it's the only podcast solely devoted to talking about Silver Linings Playbook, the movie, and the Silver Linings Playbook, the book. I'm your host, Jamie Ward. I know I normally do my intro of telling you I'm Jamie Ward before I tell you what the podcast is, but I think it really makes more sense this episode. Now I'm just covering for my own tracks. Because uh, I messed up. Anyway, what's this? Two episodes in a row? Two weeks? Having an episode? It's almost like I've, I've had a resurgence of wanting to do this as a thing. Who knows? It doesn't matter. Anyway, it's a very special episode today. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. What a special episode. Uh, this is our 100th episode. Part 22 of a special 100 part that we're doing for... 100th episode, and it is amazing. It is October, the first episode of October, October 6th, 2022, and I thought, what could be more appropriate than talking about my favorite Halloween movie, your favorite Halloween movie? That's right, Silver Linings Playbook. But Jamie, that's not a Halloween movie. Uh, have you even watched the movie? Definitely takes place over the Halloween time period. There is trick-or-treaters when they go out of the diner and um, it's been so long since I've seen it, I don't even remember their names. I was going to call her Amanda. That's not her name. Uh, Lily. Um, Francesca. Uh, Ladybird. What's her name? Uh, Pat and Lady Pat. What's, wh why, what's her name? Jennifer Lawrence. What's Jennifer her character? Tiffany. Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, what are you talking about? Tiffany. I Tiffany. Was yeah. <laughs> See, I don't know. I don't know whether it's worth actually just be zoning and, and have the right thought when you need to, or over here thinking <laughs> I'm on topic and throwing out throwing out every other every other idea that I could. I could not reach the name of my favorite. Now it's going to be hard to convince everybody that's my favorite Halloween movie. It is my favorite Halloween movie. It takes place during Halloween. It takes place you during were just the. So over like overjoyed about talking about it being a Halloween movie. That I think I was. You lost I was, your wits about I it. I was excited. I was excited because a lot of people, because that means I don't have to pick my actual, from the horror genre, favorite Halloween movie. Because that's, that's a tough, that's a tough call. I don't... You always go to Halloween the original, because all the other ones are crap. I haven't seen, I haven't seen the original Halloween, I don't think. No, and this is the funny thing. Last year I spent watching the classics, so I, I had never seen all the original things. So I did watch the Friday the 13th, and I watched Nightmare on Elm Street... Uh, Halloween was the franchise I never got to. I, I watched the Hellraiser films, um, which there's a brand new one coming out tomorrow that to I didn't know that, that nobody asked. But, uh, yeah. And, and it's funny that I've never watched the Halloween ones, because I know, uh, last year you were having very, um, uh, very controversial takes on the last one, Halloween Kills or something, or maybe that was just... You referenced that as one of the most recent movies you had seen when last mm -hmm. we picked up our storyline last November. <laughs> yeah. Because um, it would have been just post-October. So. Yeah, I was really upset with the way that it ended. Like, Did like, the franchise end? Well, no. Was, was it like the... I don't know. I mean, just maybe it was. I, who knows? I can't remember now. <laughs> but that was like a year ago. Come on. <laughs> but, um... It just, you know, the, the, the constant coming back to life wherever just gets old. It's like... Yeah. There's no way he would actually survive. <laughs> I'll tell you, one of the fun things we've been watching, uh, we've been watching the series Angel, which I believe was a CW series, and that, you could call it a Halloween show, but it doesn't even need to be, because it was a regular TV show. It had like 20 episodes a season, 24 episodes a season or something. Remember when TV used to do that? And it's sort of vampire-y, but it's, uh, it's actually a hard genre to put it in. I don't even know, because it's not a horror thing. It's almost just like a 
I just realized it's a detective show. I just realized that, like, in the last couple episodes, because they kept referring to themselves as detectives. They never thought of them that way. Um, they help the helpless. They do. It's like Batman. <laughs> it's like That's Batman, funny, but he actually has powers, and it's not money. It's, it's also, it's all, like, Batman. he's, he's what Batman would be if Batman was poor. He's blue-collar Batman. Because <laughs> they actually complain about money a lot. They complain about, mm-hmm. like, how do we... One of my favorite scenes is how do we apply for a building uh, loan without having the, the initial money for it? And some guy gives out uh, some sound financial advice on several ways he could yeah, it's Nasbit. do that. And it's, uh, it's pretty impressive. But it's, Ooh, I can't look at him without thinking of Rick Moranis. I, just, I don't know why. They're like similar, but he not does. the same. He looks like him. He looks a little... He reminded me of Pete Holmes the first time I... Yeah. Saw yeah. him too, but not quite that either. Like, he, he's a character... You might not recognize the name, but you will know... He's, he's one of those character actors who has showed up in plenty of things. If you've watched TV or movies, you've probably seen him. He's usually, like, scared guy number two or something. I think he plays, like, a computer guy in a lot of things. Yeah. Like, I think he... Was, was he in Cabin in the Woods? As, like, a computer guy? I think he might have been. I think he... Might have yeah, that would, that would make been one of the guys sense. with glasses that would, he might have, or, or a similar movie like that. Um, anyway, it's hard for me to figure out what my favorite scary movie is. We've been watching a lot, and it's funny how as we watch more, my opinion of what is good changes too. Um, we watched The Haunting the other night. It's uh, like, Wow. 2000, early 2000s horror movie, and that was great. But also, you have to look at it through the lens of like that was sort of uh, a movie of the time. There, because the only the only complaint I have about it too, it was it was uh, really decent. Cheese but, break, uh, yeah. <laughs> Brought to you by American Cheese. Uh-uh, this is Sharp Cheddar. Sharp, uh, never mind then. Mm. The bougie open here today. Mmm, mmm. Oh, what a sharp little surprise. Yeah, I know, right? Expecting the mild creaminess of American, and then it's like, boom! Punch in the mouth. Chat it. Speaking of, let's fight scenes in Angel. <laughs> um... So it's got a little bit of everything, yeah. You're it does, no, it's about. funny. It, it Actually, they, well, they do different episodes, too. Like, they had a flashback episode that was like the 1940s or something mm-hmm. and it but like it was basically a period drop it was almost like a noir episode oh, they had like the 1700s um, and they had like uh-huh. 1600s 1700s 1800s that's the fun thing about it i think oh, it's but yeah you were talking about the 40s yeah when they were in the hotel right mm-hmm. before they bought the hotel yeah and it was like oh, a whole different genre alert, show wait, sorry yeah Ooh, that was so good i know yeah. right i love oh, all cheeses but when you've been eating american weird. Oh yeah, we got a uh, we got adult Happy Meals the other day. Um, I'll tell you the only thing uh, adult about them is the price. No, it's a stupid joke. I don't care. Um, if you have not heard, you've heard. You've probably heard. I don't ever bring you any breaking news on this podcast. I bring you old news. I dig up the past. But what could you expect? If you're listening to a podcast that's solely devoted to talking about Silver Linings Playbook, the movie, a 2011 film, and 2008 book, The Silver Linings Playbook. Very excited about the upcoming film Amsterdam. If you all have seen the trailer, a new David O. Russell movie that has a little bit of all the cast you've seen in his previous movies, plus a whole bunch of extras too. It's going to be a... St- like, it's, it can't be good. I, I'm i devastated to make this prediction, but, like, he's made so many good movies with so many big casts. Like, I, f- I feel like he almost put too many in to this one. And the problem is with a movie as opposed to a TV show, when you put in too many famous people, that one of the chief complaints is that they, you don't give each one of the, the stars time to shine. And when you go to a movie, you know, you, you're going because you want to see... The, now, um, Wes Anderson is a person that does this. Uh, but I, th- I feel like he's done it... He's gotten away with it so far better. 
um, just because the way the characters play in too, either they're they're not as much. Um, I'm saying that though. I haven't seen the latest one, the the French Dispatch. Any why why am I talking about these nice movies that are by directors that make warm and fuzzy, heartfelt dramas? Uh, we're talking about scary movies. And is there a scarier movie than Silver Linings Playbook? I don't think so. Let's think about that, right? So we said it takes place. It's definitely a Halloween movie if you're not going to call it a Christmas movie. could also be an Easter movie because there's very much themes about uh, rebirth and resurrection, which, um, you know, I think is a stronger a stronger tie-in to Easter than, than a rabbit. Nobody understands that. Um, but it takes place during the professional football season, the NFL season. So it definitely encompasses the holidays. Um, and so it is, a, it is a Halloween movie. Why is everybody also best Christmas movie ever? Stop making the same stupid joke. It's got to be uh, Guillermo del Toro's Kronos. Totally a Christmas movie. Y'all haven't seen it yet. We technically haven't seen the whole thing yet, but it starts off pretty interesting. I am thrilled. It was um, it's too heavy for one sitting. It's it's weird. It's I'm it's sort of a Spanish language film, but there's English in it too. It I I like this approach. The characters that speak English speak English when they would, and the characters that speak Spanish speak Spanish when they. Would and it's not a movie where you have to pretend like everybody is speaks one language. Um, it's funny because Ron Perlman is in it, a young Ron Perlman. It's probably the youngest I've ever seen him in a role, and he is fantastically fun to watch in a totally different type. He's like this goofy gangster guy, goofy gangster guy. That's a lot. That's also a lot of. Um, what, my favorite line from Angel the other day was something along the lines of... Don't, don't use, use alliteration on me. On me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, it's so, so good. Katie showed me Angel and... Actually, that was one of the first things, but it's, it's a long series, so we haven't watched all of it yet. We're in season two. But it's funny because she's also finally convinced me to watch Firefly, which we talked about. In previous episodes, but I'll say similar type of just make a fun TV show and don't feel constrained to your genre. Um, have laughs, have heartfelt moments, have scary moments. The the Firefly movie was almost like a different kind of movie from the series. I felt it was almost like a horror movie a little bit. Um, it was almost like a zombie movie. I know, it was uh, really interesting to make a movie that was, um, I think uh, I think the Jester's film will be a horror movie. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, especially with the Also, uh, Community, that's, that, you know, if you haven't heard this, this is the big announcement. That I, just, I just need everybody to know because I need everybody to support it because I need it to be a thing. The Community movie. Is it going to be good? Is it going to be bad? Who knows? Who cares? When you make a movie from, like, it's going to be fun because it is truly one that, like, just fans have been asking for. It's, it's very much like a Firefly movie. And i got to stop saying that. The movie is called Serenity. The Firefly movie is called Serenity. Again, if you're listening to this, there's probably uh, a nine times out of ten chance that you knew this fact way before I did because I just found these things out. But Serenity, the movie that concluded the Firefly series um you know it was basically something that the, the fans just wanted because they didn't get enough of the show right and so community's finally getting its uh movie to go with the six seasons that they've been hashtagging forever and and like there's no way that it's needed or necessary and yet it's going to happen with the original cast and i love the community world so much probably my number one favorite tv show of all time um, is it the best? Uh, I don't know. It's really good. It has. It definitely has some huge flaws, but I say it is my favorite because it covers so many things. Just like these other series I was talking about, there is a lot of different genres that are 
played around with it. There's legitimate um, westerns, uh, action films, 70s, exploitation episodes. I might have made that last one up. Is that Was that a thing? They covered almost every genre, and then I just said one riffing, and that might not actually be accurate. I think there is, though. They pretty much covered about all there is to cover genre-wise. Um, some of the some of the favorites off the top of the head, uh, I know they did a pretty incredible um, Zodiac parody, Goodfellas. Uh, oh, I remember. It was the paintball episode that was very much like a um, that that sort of had the martial arts and exploitation seventies, like a little bit like Jackie Brown or a Tarantino, mixed with uh, Kill Bill. Yeah, it was it was a parody of a parody of something that was ripped off of that was a parody. So y'all again, y'all. Why does this podcast exist? Why? I'm just, I'm here, this is, the, let me tell you what this podcast is, right? If there was a podcast that was the guy that always showed up two minutes before the party ended, but genuinely not knowing that the party was about to end and super excited that he, was, he had just gotten to the party, that's this podcast. This... This is like a trip through time, but it is not nostalgia. It is genuine first-time excitement. We have covered Game of Thrones, the first watching, a decade at like I have so I haven't even watched the new series yet. There's a there's a new uh, series out, House of Dragon. Um, I it's. Can't can't stop thinking that that's the name of a Chinese restaurant. Um, it's okay for me to say that uh, because I eat Chinese food. Um, anyway, yeah, horror movies. We're talking about horror movies. Talking about horror. One, one of my well, you know. Okay, here's the irony, right? I have been trying to talk about Cube for the last like five episodes, right? And now that I'm actually talking about horror movies, don't really feel like I have the time to do the deep dive into the Cube films. Uh, because I think a whole episode could be dedicated to the Cube films, and this is not the week for it. Because you've already sort of commit to a different topic. And when I say commit, I commit very loosely to the topic. I've mentioned the topic several times while talking about totally unrelated things. But some of my favorite horror movies really ties into the genre that I was talking about recently that I really enjoy about, um, I like, ooh, ooh, we watched, do you remember the name of the, uh, indie film we watched the other night? It was like Infinity Matrix or something. Infinity Chamber. Infinity Chamber. Chamber. All right. So I'm, uh, ladies, gentlemen, anybody that's listening, I'm going to give you a, like, six and a half out of ten recommendation, but I don't, like, that sounds disparaging, but it's not meant that, like, it was, it was, I really enjoyed it. Infinity Chamber, it's a, it's free on Prime, it's a low-budget sci-fi film, but I, I thought it was great. I actually, um, the, let me say, the low-score is not really because I thought there was major problems with it. Uh, it, If you sort of can appreciate a low-budget film for doing the most with the money that they have available, they did an awful lot with an awful little. Um, and I really liked it because it was a sci-fi film that if it had been done with a huge budget would probably have been uh, panned or thought of as a terrible movie because it's, it's sort of a little bit of a thinker it's not quite as mysterious as the cube films um but it is uh, a fun sci-fi film that definitely delves a little bit into like some mysteriousness some suspense and i'll tell you now 
sort of sitting on the side of being uh, a little bit of an amateur filmmaker myself, um, I just have such a more appreciation for other people's efforts at making movies. So maybe I was just cutting it slack left and right for what it was, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun and captivating. Infinity Chamber. It falls into the genre very much of sort of like I was talking about about Cube, about people sort of either waking up in a situation where they don't know who they are or why they've gotten to a place. And it was very, the, the haunting is very much that way too. Um, so there, it, you know, it, like I was talking about, the haunting as being a sort of classic film uh, format. It's, um, you know, people being brought together under duplicitous circumstances, not knowing each other and sort of having to solve the mystery of who each other is as well as what is going on at the same time. And I don't, I don't know what it is that I like. I wish there was a name specifically for this genre because it is uh, something that I have a hard time communicating. People know what it, if, if you say cube, people sort of get it. If, if they've seen cube, then they sort of get what you're talking about with Cube. And so you get it, right? Like, that. that's... If, if the Cube movies are horror movies, then those are some of my favorite horror movies. Um, Cabin in the Woods is... Uh, probably ranks up there on... A favorite horror... Oh, you know what? Let's go with the A24 films that were amazing. Um, Hereditary and The Midsommar. Not The Midsommar, but Midsommar. Those were some of the recents that I thought were really good and really enjoyed. I'm trying to think. I can't think off the top of my head of... It. Uh, New Predator movie was... A lot of fun, I thought. Another sort of like, not my most favorite thing in the world, but I also hadn't seen any of the others, and I thought they did an amazing job sort of making a smaller, toned-down version of um, a film that fit that franchise, but I'm not really sure, because I hadn't seen any of the other uh, Predator films, but it was definitely fun setting it in a different time frame. Um even though I'd say, that's a cheap writing trick, taking a contemporary plot and just setting it in a different time setting because you're too lazy to... No, I'm just kidding. Anybody that's followed this podcast before knows that's the big thing I do as a writer myself. So I'm just jealous. I'm just jealous that they decided to set a Predator movie in the 1800s and it became all of a sudden this awesome new uh, revolutionary thing. Revolutionary! Huh? Like a hundred years after the revolutionary or um, I would love to see a Wild West Predator movie. I mean, I guess that's what they sort of did. It was the same time frame, 1800s. The invention of the train. Um, also, maybe like a Roman, have a, have a Predator gladiator. Is that too many words in the same thing? Um, oh, there's not a lot. Actually, you know what? That's, the, that's a genre that doesn't exist enough. There should be great... There should be more historical horror. There, vampire stuff often goes historical. But I think to do like scary movies that aren't based on the, on the four major monster groups set through history would be a lot of fun. Um, here, I'm going to throw out some free ideas if you're a screenwriter that wants to steal my ideas. There's some million dollar pitches, alright? Uh, sort of like an escape, do, do uh, a mummy type thing, but it's like a Saw movie or an escape room. But you don't have to make it a mummy thing. Don't You don't have to bring it into modern day. Just leave it in the historical time period with people <laughs> trying to escape death trap rooms. Um, it's like Skyrim. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like, do you know how popular? That would make a billion dollars, even hey, if it wasn't on. good. What about an Egyptian Skyrim? Egy- There's no... 
There's not really a lot of Egyptian stuff. Well, they have, like, stuff. God of War and stuff. It's kind of... Yeah. yeah. I know. There but actually, that's a lot... That, that would be pretty cool. I'm not sure. There, there may have been, like, an Assassin's Creed... But I don't remember off the top of my head if yeah, there was. Like, there was some Aladdin stuff. And, ooh. But, like, this is a whole ooh. time of history and geographical location that is untapped with lots of uh, yeah, I'm thinking like, amazing it could be like mythology. Yeah, I'm thinking, like, Assassin's Creed, but it could also be, like, a Skyrim, mm-hmm. like, set primarily. Like, this is more, mm-hmm. you know, like... People European. fixate so much on, like, the Greek gods and stuff, but Egypt has its own... I mean, that's the birthplace oh, of humanity. I mean, Bethesda's fucking everything. Absolutely. Like, I mean, especially because, like, they're talking about, like, Asian, like, Asian characters, like, Asian voice mm-hmm. overs and stuff like that. Like, you know, they're getting, they're cracking down on white people doing Asian characters. And, like, why not do, yeah, yeah like, do, like, um, not necessarily, like, Russia, but, like, Historically, back in the day, like, yeah, between, like, Egypt... I saw a meme that was saying they should make a Predator movie in the, um... They could make a game called The Silk Road. Oregon Trail, the horror movie. Oh, man. Wait, no, that would be too many... Fuck you, Terry. (laughs) I don't care about the... the I'm sorry. ...nationality of cast. Okay, uh, new, new Little Mermaid idea, but the Little Mermaid is played by a Predator. I would see that move. No. Underwater predator? Mer predators. There's a new aqua. It's a hag raven. Man. <laughs> I know I want to play Skyrim. Play some Skyrim. No, I want, I'm going to make them. In a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll make some food and play. Wait, we still got to play. You have that other uh, one that we were going to play together one day. Oh, yeah. Too. Mm. Divinity. Uh, um, Divinity, it's like serenity, but it's totally different. It just rhymes because of the Y sound at the end. We got some exciting gluten-free sourdough bread in the mail. Thank you. Shout out to Char. Yeah. Hey, you know what? We could be, you know, uh, what better company to, to um, you know, sponsor a podcast than uh, a gluten-free bread company? We eat lots of your products. We do. We do. And, you know, we're a very specific market. We feel better too when we when we do that too. We're both feeling pretty blah right now, and there's a myriad of causes, but it probably didn't help that I did a McDonald's run uh, last night. I also made like a metric ton of frozen pasta. Absolutely. I had that crampy pasta. pasta in a while. It was it was sad. good. Like you almost made it too good. You took several <laughs> like of the. Yeah, I had like a, a garlic shrimp pasta, uh-huh. and then I had the um, the ready done family thing. Yeah, you the, mix like them the all together, mess, and it was and I also got those like delicious. With the wine sautéed mushrooms that were frozen, and I got frozen asparagus. Mm-hmm. Put some chopped spinach. <laughs> <laughs> I know the cats are in rare form today. They are. More yes. movies about ooh a, ooh a horror movie about cats, but it's from the cat's perspective. People are the. Uh, villains. It's like Fern Gully, but cats. What? It's like cats, but not cats to cats. It's just about cats. By the way, y'all watched Sandman? There's an episode about cats. That's not giving a spoiler alert. It's just one of the episodes is about cats. Um, so, yeah. Oh yeah, talking about some of my favorite movies. Horror movies, though. Uh, big fan of the Hellraiser movies, even though they're very repetitive. I saw um, the first and uh, uh, second one. You know what? Okay, so I had a thought. I, I like Angel because it is... Angel is a lot like Highlander, but Highlander took itself way too seriously. Alright. I like taking little pauses on the podcast because it's like a good reset. I don't ever remember what I was talking about. <laughs> Uh, even if it was only like a minute ago, but it's a nice reset, and it helps me get back on track too. I was probably talking about not my favorite horror movies, and that was the episode of the podcast. At the episode of the podcast, that was the topic of the episode today. Favorite Halloween? Katie, what's your favorite uh, scary movie? Do you have a favorite scary movie? You can, you can name a couple if you want, or what are some of your favorite 
scary movies. Um, I've said Cube is probably one of my favorite all-time... I want to say the last time that I actually got, like, scared to watching something, like... Mm-hmm. But it doesn't work time and time again, but it was probably Insidious. Okay. Um, that's, like, the last time where I was like, oh, fuck. Like, you know, you know how you yeah, feel Yeah, no, those are good, good series of ones. Oh, we watched the VHS, uh, yeah, the first one, and I, I'll say, that was creepy. Uh, we watched the Paranormal Activity movies, and I was saying the other day, I, it, I enjoyed watching those. They were a lot of fun, but I felt like the VHS ones were creepier, too, because I felt like... Um, All the characters are such turds. Yeah. Uh, it felt more voyeuristic and real. It really put the viewer, I felt like... Um, like you were watching real found footage, even though the Paranormal Activity first couple films start off very security cam... It's it still felt like a performance maybe, which is weird because because I feel like story wise the Paranormal Activity was far more realistic a film. I'm just I enjoyed the VHS a lot. I like more than it deserved. I think again too it was it was a lower budget film that did a lot with a little. Um, use even though it was a little annoying with the the cuts of like not every video camera screws up the same way like sometimes when you drop a camera it just drops you don't have to have screen static and snow every time well i think that was also Um, because it was interfering with the mm -hmm. the thing Uh uh-oh there's an uneven amount for next time that means i gotta put one back There's an those, uneven amount there, the too. Is that the pork and veggie ones? These are the good ones. Those are the good. They're, they're not good, but they're they the were all good. I like, I, I'll say I didn't... Sorry. I didn't love the... I feel bad. The, the Korean ones were my least favorite of the batch, but I thought they were good. Like, I thought... Like, I would be it's proud to serve them to other people. I think that you should give them another chance. Mm-hmm. But, like... When, yeah, wait, you did. Did you eat any I did. Of I had a, I, we, we did them twice, okay. too. Because that's when the, I, ones, the first though. time I decided, I tried them both the first time, and I tried yeah. them both again the second time, and I was just ranking them. That it's yeah. it's my third least favorite of the three. Yeah. But something's got to be the third well, least. Well, when you're looking favorite. for gyoza, like. But you're um. For that sure. But no, it's totally like I thought they were good quality. I thought the um. They're total. Yeah, we had uh, uh, Korean dumplings um, that I totally would serve to people and pretend that I made. Because I thought they were wonderful dumplings. Um, yeah. I'm getting in touch with uh, my Korean roots food a lot. We've been trying some Korean vegetables. We found this thing. It's not bok choy. I'm not remembering the name of it, but it's choy like sam? a small... Choi sam? The little... The one with the stalks and stuff? Whatever it is, it's good. It is... They look like little fronds. And... I, we had some in multiple ways, but I air fried some the other day, too. But they are delicious. I mean, and the bok choy is delicious. Um, Koreans use a lot of squid in their food, and I was not raised uh, eating a lot of squid. So a lot of it is just new, and it hits me as different than things I'm used to. But I'm enjoying some of them. So that we, we found some, we found some really good stuff at the Asian market. I got these little cheesecakes, not cheesecakes. They're little cheese flavored cakes. They say cheese, but they're really good. They're so soft. I've described them to my sister as tasting like sweet sponges, and that makes it sound disgusting. But I promise it was so good. It's still good. There's like five sitting in front of me. Um, but they're, okay, scary movies. My favorite scary movies. Uh, Cube is one of my favorite scary movies. Platform um, is scary. Oh, oh yeah, that's that's a specific platform. Uh, Circle, The Interview, Cube. All very similar movies where you don't know what's going on. And I need a, I need a more specific name for the... Genre. Um, the plep- Ooh, you know, you know, we should watch sometime soon because you really like Parasite. 
because that is sort of a Korean horror film, kind of? Is it a spoiler alert to call it a horror film? Um, it won, it won the Academy Award for like, great picture. Oh, we were talking about historical things too, vampires. There's a brand new um, interview with a vampire series and uh, that's really exciting because um, it was, okay, you can, there's time, I'm, uh, it's taken me a long time to get to any point that I've been trying to say this whole time, but uh, no, it's really exciting that there, if you have watched the new Interview with a Vampire series, you haven't watched it yet, but that was set here in Louisiana. Um, and it and some exciting background. This is actually information that you can get freshly here on the podcast. I heard it directly from the film commissioner of Louisiana. Uh, Louisiana stole the project from South Carolina. They were going to shoot it in Charleston. And when Hollywood was looking at making it, the state of Louisiana was like, why not set it in the, you know, in the state where the author... And Rice, like, envisioned all these things. Um, they're going to give it the benefit. Like, I, I, Charleston is a good choice if you're trying to make it look like Louisiana. Yeah. Not in Louisiana. But, like, why, why do that? Louisiana has, a, has, like, some of the best film incentives in the, in the country, right? I was going to say in the state. Of course, it does. Louisiana has the number one film incentives in the state. Uh, every state that has its own. But, so that's pretty cool. Um... That, that there was a series shot here. Um, uh, and that's, that was the first big full series, I think, that was shot here. There's been an increasing um, uh, amount of Isn't it projects. NCIS or whatever there, New Orleans? Yeah, there's, um, there's a lot of barbecue season. Ooh. Not terrible. Like no, it. they are not terrible at all. I like it. It's <laughs> like feeding you. <laughs> this is not a problem. Um. Okay, so I like the Cube movies. One of my favorite uh, sort of <laughs> escape seven. room things. Um, Brotherhood of the Wolf is probably one of my favorite. Uh, it's a monster film, but it's really not that horrorful. At all. Does the um, game count as a scary movie? I feel... Ooh, the game, yeah. That's one of my all-time favorites. The game is fantastic. I, just, I usually watch that, like, once a year. Because I can't ever remember exactly... I think they call... Yeah. Um, wait, we, we, we just watched something... Last, no, uh, The Haunting. Um... VHS. I'm trying to go back in my head. We actually went. Oh, the uh, the black phone. Oh yeah, yeah, the black phone. The black. So okay, the black phone was. Uh, I'm. I give that a solid six. I'm going to say I'm disappointed because I went in with too high of expectations, but it was very solid. It's not really fair for me to start by saying. Just, I thought it was good. I. I have a frustration when I see something that I'm enjoying and I feel like. Even I know how I could have made it just a little bit better. When I see something, that, and that's that's always what frustrates me. Um, I liked that it was set uh, in the past. It had sort of like a little bit of historic nostalgia about it, and I thought they did a pretty good job without just... Um, Stranger Things overdoes wanting you to know it's in the 80s. And so they just non-stop are like, hey, by the way, we're set in the 80s, nostalgia. Uh, the Black Phone does that a little bit in the beginning, but I think they sort of then just let you e exist in the, um, it's the late 70s. I really, um, I, I wanted a, a little bit more, I don't know, background or menace. They did some good things in it, too. It, it might be a little spoiler alerty movie, so I'm not going to give too much of it away, but in, when, when you see it, uh, they do some good things in it. Um, I think it... Okay. It, 
it was probably hard to watch a movie that was like that, which was a little bit of a slow-paced horror movie because we spent 10 hours watching uh, a real-life... that We watched the Dahmer uh, miniseries, which was sort of like a more... Like, that's the thing. It's even more gruesome and terrifying than the fictional thing. Um, like, two episodes you of watching... You also felt like Blackburn was missing an act. I did. I actually I talked about that in therapy, and Daniel agreed. Did, you, did he? The movie? Did he? Did he see it? Yeah, he said, you know, I absolutely agree with that because he's like, I've been trying to put my finger on why I didn't. And it wasn't. This sounds terrible, but I almost didn't care enough about the kid. I uh -huh. like it was a horror, horrific situation, and I felt yeah. for the situation, but I wasn't given enough backstory. Like, is this, um, like why this specific kid over all the other? kids um yeah because like the other kid the the i feel like that would have been better mm -hmm. as a series yeah it, it was like an american horror story level thing it could have yeah. it that's actually one of the few things where i say making it longer and fleshing it out would have been yeah. a little bit better there was some nice little moments where you have uh like good people standing up for themselves and trying to teach a good life. like the the kid that knew the karate and stuff he could have been like the hero of the film because yeah. he was like stood up to bullies and helped encourage the other kids, and he had some redeeming. The main character was sort of. Flat. That's why I thought that maybe like but it went to this like this place where mm -hmm. um, it could have actually been like a figment of their imagination in a way, and it was. Like, I was really hoping that I was. Yeah. I, this is, I mean, it still could, I guess. Like they could have left it more ambiguous too. Yeah, if they had done that, because like I was hoping that the phone was going to be calling himself. Or something like it was, um, and it might have been, but yeah, I guess they just left no open endedness for us to imagine that really. Yeah. They tried, they to, tried, like, they tried to set it up, but then, like, you know, because there was a lot of crossover with the dad. There was a supernatural know. element, and there was like uh, the girl with her dreams, but they didn't really establish, like, if the world, if this was a world of ghosts and supernatural, they just were like, oh, yeah, you, you understand this girl has visions like your mama. Yeah. yeah. But it was fine. It was like... I mean, it could have, it was... like, she could have just been having the visions or whatever, but mm -hmm. she, you know, she's praying, but, like, she could go, like, on, he got stolen on a Friday, so, again, it could have just been, like, the bad guy was actually mm -hmm. bad, like... Yeah, there's so many little yeah. things so that could have made it way better, and it was fine, but it was, it, um... I think they, maybe they tried to be too ambiguous, mm -hmm. and then they kind of forced your hand to go in that one direction, but then it's lackluster mm -hmm. Oh. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I had been really excited to see that because I'd heard people uh, having real mixed reviews about it, but some of my friends thought it was all right. The one that I trust too much. Actually, maybe that's my problem. I'm trusting, uh, I'm going off of your reviews far too much, Cal. So, uh, but you'll, you'll never listen to this. Um, if you do, no, I'm just kidding. You actually have great taste in movies. Um, oh, but I did, uh, I did read the headline to a recent article that there's never been a time in history in which critics and fans were more opposed in their opinions, that critics are panning things that make a lot of money. They seem to be the most out of touch they've ever been with what people actually want to consume as media. And I think that makes sense. You have um, that's clear in what is being made and stuff too. Uh, projects that people that is, I'll tell you, I I super enjoyed the Chippendales Rescue Rangers movie, but nobody was waiting for it. Um, I actually think that would have been probably a great theatrical release too for a family movie that like it would have captured the funny things that parents can laugh at and the dumb stuff that kids can follow and they released it on streaming under darkness of night where it just showed up on disney one day for people that weren't following the insider news and then all of a sudden you're like oh there's a chippendale rescue rangers movie um and it was for the for the genre of like a kids family 
comedy animated thing, I thought it was super fun. But I also hadn't thought about them um, in decades. Not because I don't think nostalgically of cartoons, it's just I have been waiting for the live-action Gummy Bears movie. I'm still due. That theme song runs endlessly in my head, and I love the Gummy Bears. They're bouncing here and there and everywhere. High adventures that are beyond compare. It's it's Disney Game of Thrones, really. I mean, Gummy Bears was Game of Thrones without the sex and violence. But if you really just want the the George R. R. Martin level storytelling, um, that's also way off genre. We were talking about scary movies. <coughs> oh, why, why Silver Linings Playbook is best Halloween movie of all time. Why isn't it a Halloween movie? You have um, a character who is questioning his reality? How, how much of the movie is him spent, like, also, let's, let's flash back to probably, like, eight months ago when, no, last December when Katie and I watched Silver Linings Playbook um, for the first time, and she posed the fan theory that Pat killed his wife, and everything that happens in the movie is him trying to justify <laughs> that... He, that was one of the readings. One of them was that it, they were school kids. Also, that he killed his wife, or like, and then and and this reading, if you watch the movie, holds up. We watched the whole thing with like thinking of it in that lens, and it's a better horror movie than the Black Phone. Right? No. They they don't you introduce. You watch it and you're watching a whole new movie. They do. Throw one little one little conspiracy theory. Yeah. Um. You have. <laughs> they should allow you to watch it with like film filters. What? <laughs> like change the color. Oh my goodness. You. Bye. Rosemary's Baby. The Exorcist. Um, we watched another... Oh, we watched The Shining. Uh, these are all super solid films that I would say are even not just um, good horror films. These are all movies that are like considered good movie movies. Uh, I always forget about it because it's old, but I think Rosemary's Baby might be one of the, the classic horror movies that to me holds up best of all of them. Like, I watched it a couple years ago again, and I was like, this, it is uh, incredibly well done. One of my favorite um, film facts about it was they were saying when, when they made it, there, there was, uh, there's a scene where I guess Rosemary is on the phone and... Um, they they don't move the camera so you get a good view and apparently during the screening all the people in the audience moved trying to look around a corner forgetting that it was a film and that is sort of um, also that that era of like coming out of the 60s into the 70s is my favorite aesthetic for films talked about it a million times before all my all my favorite classic movies come from that your, uh, uh, the Great <laughs> Escape, Cool Hand Luke, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, The Sting, big big Paul Newman fan. Um, oh yeah, we also watched a documentary about the Carlisle Hotel in which one of the waiters claims that Paul Newman created his salad dressing uh, in the restaurant of the Carlisle Hotel. Yes. Um is it true? Does it matter? I don't know. Just, uh... Yeah. <laughs>
Anyway, yeah, it's about that time. This is this has been good. Guess what? We're we're getting this uploaded in plenty of time, so I don't feel like I'm a terrible person that doesn't do his podcast when he's supposed to do his podcast. But I'm sitting too close to the mic now. All right, we're getting a lot of, <laughs> lot of hot, hot, hot. Okay. Hey. So anyway, um. Let me know what your favorite Halloween movie is and why it's Silver Linings Playbook. Or if you have another one, too. Um, let me know what you think about the Cube films because we will be... I hope we talk about the Cube films next week. But only in retrospect. in Only as far as they relate to Silver Linings Playbook. Because this is a podcast about Silver Linings Playbook, the movie, and the Silver Linings Playbook, the book. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. Tune in next week and every week as long as we keep doing this for all the latest. I feel like it's not fair to say the latest about a podcast that is talking about a movie retrospectively from 2001. Oh, we should talk about the cell. I've never seen the cell. Yes, and I'll try to remember the names by then, too, so that I don't pretend like... My favorite movie, Silver Linings Playbook, with um, Rondell and Stewart. Vince Vaughn was in The Cell. What? Did I only see that when it first came out? Yeah, I was So thank you so much for tuning in. We're almost done with this special 100-parter. We only have 78 more parts to go. Until next time, we will see you down the road and Excelsior. He's kind of crazy. She's a little insane. Keeping Kennedy really messes with his brain. One is divorced. The other's husband is dead. That's why it's so messed up in the head. It's a silver linings play cast.